0: Honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion hosted on the Paladino Live Network. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Pelladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, PodMN, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Audible, Stitcher, Double Twist. Great to have you on board once again, and uh, very interesting, crazy news today. Completely unexpected. Uh, the news was broken to me from uh, Purple Mafia Hall of Famer Brent Jacobson. Uh, as I was saying, uh, Purple Mafia fame. Great to have uh, Brent Jacobson on there. Uh, yep, the news had basically just broken. He sent me a text which I really appreciate when he does stuff like that because, you know, sometimes I'm like locked in at work and then all of a sudden I'm like, what? Timberwolves fired Gerson Rossas. It's like, what? Yes, the Timberwolves fired Gerson Rossas today. Obviously, you most likely know that it's in the title of the episode. Um, uh, completely unexpected. I'm like, there had to be some kind of like, you know, like smoking gun type of event here. Uh, And it's, you know, it looks like it's another Paul Fenton type of situation where there was death by a thousand cuts. And then maybe there was a little smoking gun thing, which is more of a rumor mill where the other stuff was literally talked about inside the organization. We're going to be referring to John Krasinski and Shams Charnia of The Athletic. Obviously going to give them, (laughs) going to cite them big time here for the information. And the quotes. Um, and of course, give my thoughts on the whole darn thing. Gerson Rosas fired. Wow. Uh, Sachin Gupta. Sachin Gupta will be replacing him. He was the vice president of operations Was Sachin Gupta. Now he'll be the president of operations, at least for now. It's like, it's interim. It's not interim. He gets the year basically to kind of uh, show what he can do, that type of thing. But. Uh, He'll probably have a little upper hand because there's a lot of people inside the organization that really like him. And, of course, also Sachin Gupta uh, is the creator of the Trade Machine, which is kind of cool as well. So, again, he's well known for that. Uh, But, obviously, a very capable front office type of guy. He'll be the first ever uh, Indian descent, uh, man of Indian descent to run an organization, at least for one year. We'll see what happens again. There may be other people. Uh, talks of Elton Brand from the Philadelphia 76ers. Go figure, the Philadelphia 76ers again in the conversation. <laughs> uh, Elton Brand possibly could be a name that is brought in. Uh, guys like Mark, uh, obviously Mark Lurie, Alex Rodriguez, in particular Mark Lurie, big fan of Elton Brand apparently. A lot of people do believe this decision was made more by Mark Laurie, uh than anybody else. Mark Lurie, of course, again, and Alex Rodriguez, Taking over the organization over the next few years here as owners, Glenn Taylor's still the majority owner, so he's kind of making the, he's kind of still the spokesman, so to speak, when something like this happens. Um, but of course, it's usually the stock kind of thing. Like, yeah, we've made the decision to part ways with this guy, blah blah blah. But as for reasons, apparently, it's kind of another death by a thousand cuts. Like, if you paid attention to the Minnesota Wild, uh, where just. Things weren't as good as people thought. Uh, and all kinds of quotes all over, of course. It's going to be super interesting to see um, somebody who was brought in. You know, actually, they followed Rosas to Minnesota after he was hired and said, it's hard. He's not who I thought he was. So it's stuff like that. All this cute little collaboration. And Gerson Rosas had his wife and his kids in the press conference. I actually hated the press conference. I'm not going to lie. Because there there was no questions. They were just stock questions created by the organization pardon my Canadian like way of saying organization because uh, I should keep that to the minute uh, brave the wild podcast and of course like I was saying Purple mafia Brent Jacobson that's the Vikings podcast of course do check that out a lot of you probably want to want to football's in full bloom now even though the Vikings are not not up to the best start uh, <clears throat> very strange strange goings-ons here apparently there was a lot more tension in the organization than one would expect all this collaboration, all this cute little corporate talk, now we can put to rest some of that garbage because, like I was saying in the last episode, Mark Laurie's kind of corporate talk in the uh, athletic article from Johnny K., Johnny Krasinski, some of that's just BS. And it's okay to say it, it's just don't expect me to jump on board and say rah rah re you know? I'm not going to get all rah-rah about some of the stuff, like we're going to make this a class, uh, world-class organization. Yeah, okay, whatever. And... And, and, you know, you know, there's no and. We're going to collaborate this and that. And apparently, that's one of Gerson Rosas' weaknesses, which again tells you there's a lot of BS everywhere you go. You can't really believe anybody. You can't believe what you hear anywhere. Talk about fake news. And there's fake news everywhere, obviously. We all, well, not all of you seem to know that. Some of you are not listening to that warning. But uh, (laughs) yeah. I'll leave that at that. I'll leave that right where it is. Collaboration, my ass. There wasn't collaboration. There was no warm and fuzzy. There was a lot of tension. Apparently he kind of was tough and kind of made his own decisions, made people work uh, long hours and didn't really give them any credit for it. Just, oh, yep, I made the, you know, I made the trade. We, We got the trade done. Rock and roll. I'm the greatest GM ever or president of basketball, of course, ever. It was stuff like that. Extremely frustrating. Of course, really strange situation with the way uh, they pretty much backdoored or backstabbed Ryan Saunders. He'd already fired Ryan Saunders in his, you know, he'd already made the decision to fire him. But we're going to let him go to travel to New York to get beat by uh, to get beat by (laughs) his old uh, buddy and the guy that he replaced. And Thomas Tom Thibodeau, coach of the year, by the way, in the NBA with the Knicks. Impressive. And uh, continued congratulations about that. Then uh, just fired him right away. Now, the good news is, at least in my opinion, good news, not everybody might agree with what I'm going to say, is Chris Finch is 100% safe uh, right now, which I'm very happy about that. You, you can't sit and listen to Chris Finch speak and tell me that he's not head coaching material. He is. This isn't Randy Whitman here. Randy Whitman is an outstanding assistant coach, not a good head coach. Kurt Rambis, gosh, I mean, I don't know. Did he say anything good? I don't know. He just, he sounded kind of like Phil Jackson a little bit. Yeah, well, I can, I can sound like Phil Jackson too. That doesn't mean I'm Phil Jackson. Kobe needs to, you know, Kobe needs to guard the point guard because, uh, because Derek Fisher can't really play defense. Yeah, I can sound like Phil Jackson too. That doesn't mean I'm Phil Jackson level coaching. Even though, I think I'd be a pretty good coach, but maybe not as good as Bill, huh? Maybe not. Um, the decision also came as a huge surprise to Carl Anthony Towns, who tweeted out WTF. Like, basically, probably like, what kind of nonsense is this? Every couple seconds, somebody's getting fired, and we got to start all over again. Uh, well, the, I mean, Sachin Gupta, well, I mean, obviously, he's, gonna, he's a different person. He's going to have a different vision. Apparently, the two, Gupta and Mr. Rosas had been butting heads all summer because Gupta was offered a similar position with the Houston Rockets with higher pay and uh, basically Rosas blocked it so and they've been butting heads all summer and then eventually Rosas was like yeah go you're you're free to look for another job whatever and eventually ownership I guess kind of kind of cooled things down when they say ownership maybe Glenn Taylor but I think it was more Laurie and Rodriguez and I think I I'm getting the impression Right now, this is all kind of in my head, but I'm getting the impression that Mark Lurie is going to be the real owner of the Timberwolves more than Alex Rodriguez. That's just my impre- That's just my belief. Rodriguez will be visible, but I think Lurie is going to be the real like behind the scenes owner, owner, if you know what I mean. Like he's going to be the true uh, chief of the Timberwolves, you know, chief, whatever the heck they call it, chairman of the Timberwolves, even though they'll be co-chairman. Um, lots of quotes here. Obviously no names because, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's one of those. Uh, If I told you who I was, I'd have to kill you. That kind of thing. Um, yeah, Glenn Taylor with the stock thing. It says, today the Minnesota Timberwolves parted ways with President of Basketball Operations Gerson Rosas. Glenn Taylor said in a statement, As an organization, we remain committed to building a winning team that our friends and city can be proud of. Corporate talk—it means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. Thank you very much. I shouldn't even have read that. It's like, yep, world-class organization. We're gonna we're gonna be committed to winning, committed to winning. Well, I hope so. I hope so. I mean, I <laughs> I hope they're committed to winning because it, it just ain't happening. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, just like when guys like Carl Anthony Towns talk about uh, he's gonna be the you know he's gonna make the greatest effort to be this and where this is unacceptable that we lost and la da da Okay, I mean, that's good and everything, but I like actions more than words. And I'm not saying Cat sucks. I'm not saying he's a big phony. But some of it's just like, okay, good. Let's just have a result instead. You know, actions have always been spoken louder than words. Of course, uh, apparently, Zarko. Zarko Durisic. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. I finally said something right. Zarko Durisic, A beloved longtime, yes, I'm quoting it from the uh, article. A beloved longtime scout. Who had been with the organization for more than two decades? That did not sit well when he was uh, when they made the decision to part ways. Yes, did not sit well with people in the organization. Zarco, uh, currently this is yeah this is Rosas. Zarco had an incredible career here in Minnesota and really did a great job while he was here. Just a different stage in his career in his career for us and different stage of where we're at as an organization. The Brian decision was one where after studying after evaluating we knew we needed to make a change yep that'd be with ryan saunter so we kind of threw that in that was back in august um another person quoted inside the organization there's no way we can survive if we keep going like this too many people are unhappy um yeah here's another yeah here it is uh, again like with uh, johnny craw and Shams. John Cross says, well, one of the two, for some, for some the all-business approach to some of these decisions flew in the face of Rosa's family mantra. So it's just all business, really not much of a family mantra. Because, I mean, it just reeked of like it was bullcrap, didn't it, during that press conference? It's like, okay, this is dumb. This is dumb. I, I thought it was one of the dumbest press conferences I've ever seen. Just listen to my show back, like, right after May 1st, 2019. It's like, he sounds good, but then it's like, But the press conference sucked. It sucked. It was so fake and so, it was so manufactured. I mean, it felt like you're in a plastic factory making Barbie dolls. Yay, Barbie dolls. We're a winning organization making Barbie dolls. That's what it felt like to me. How I tied that together, I don't know. I just did, I guess. Um, Another talk about how, okay, yeah, let's see. Another thing you want to look at, uh, some said Rosas worked his staff long hours without giving much input into the decision-making process. Yep, you make them work, but then, yeah, but yeah, we don't need your help. Just uh, We don't need your help about making a decision. Just work. Just work harder. Others took issue with decisions made on personnel moves and trades, including the light protections on a first-round draft pick that landed them D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, because it was only protected up to number three. That is risky. I mean, we're lucky as hell it dropped to number seven, that, that draft pick, this past year. What if it was the fourth pick in the draft? And the next year, I think it'd be zero protection. Number one pick in the draft after one year, one year. What if if we were the worst team in the league? Or what if we won the lottery and gave it to those awful Golden State Warriors? I couldn't stomach that, actually. I'd say Fire Rosas on the spot there. (laughs) Um, The other thing that I was talking about during the season was in the Ryan Saunders era as coach still was... When it looked like we were just going to be small bowl all the time. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns at center, sure. But then everybody else would be like 6'4", 6'5", 6'6", or smaller. And I got tired of that. It felt like, what what kind of bull crap is this? We're getting out-rebounded. Guys are shooting right over us because, well, you know, when you try to get cute like that, sometimes this modern game stuff isn't modern at all because, well, in the modern game, six foot ten to 7' foot guys can shoot threes. They call that a stretch four or stretch five, right? Well, if he's shooting over a guy who's 6'4 to 6'6, six, six, good luck to ya. He's, he's going to scorch you. It's going to be scorched earth. You know, like I said in the last episode, and I probably mentioned it even before that, you try to penetrate on a shorter guy, it's kind of tough. You know, it's, it's tough. But then wait a minute. You just shoot over him. And voila, everything's going in. Because obviously you're locked in and focused versus just standing there by yourself on the court practicing you're you're locked in and focused on getting that shot off, and the guy can't reach you, and he's not impeding your vision to the basket because he's way shorter than you. Well, guess what? Bada bing, bada boom. It's a blowout. It's a blowout. And that's what's another thing. I, I just can't handle small ball when it's like three-fourths of your, you know, game plan. Uh, short spurts here and there and it works you go on a little 10-0 run or a 15-2 to run or something cool like that all right you know you're driving to the basket you're attacking what shorter guys want to do i would hope drive to the basket rather than try to shoot over somebody who's much taller than them yeah kind of down of a kind of a dangerous situation there uh <laughs> um stuff like that. You know, I mean, you're on a run, you're up and down the court, running the ball well, and you're up 15-2. to Maybe you get a couple of catch-and-shoot threes because of transition uh, opportunities, this and that. But, um, you know, I mean, if it's two-thirds to three-fourths of your game, I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure that's a good idea. Uh, What was another one? A couple other quotes. I mean, I'm going to try to get the quotes all over the place here. Again, the Korosinski article, why Rosas was fired, stuff like that. Again, reminds me of about two sum- two summers ago, right after my birthday, July the 30th, Paul Fenton was fired from the Minnesota Wild. And later in the day, or was it the next day, there was an amazing detailed article about why Paul Fenton was fired. And it went on and on and on and on. This one's definitely not as much because it wasn't as bad. Uh, Paul Fenton was like Adolf Hitler, apparently, with the Minnesota Wild. Where Rosas, apparently he was... He was he's similar but I mean it didn't seem like there was as much angst angst pardon me because I mean Fenton was like the ultra like you how dare you even speak to the media and give them any information you're going to get fired you son of a blankety blank you know he probably cursed him out in the, in the background where this guy wasn't quite that bad but he was difficult to work with and unfortunately I think a lot of people they get some type of position of power it goes to their head and crappy things happen it's just a damn shame. You know, every time you get, you know, somebody like me, I'd like to believe every time I get promoted, I try to stay the same person. Yes, I may have more say on something, but I don't, like, get haughty. I don't get haughty and try to push people away. Like, I'm not listening to you. I'm all about listening to suggestions. You know, sometimes you got to be hard and make a decision about something, but at least listen to suggestions first, you Now, if need be. I mean, you you know... Pound your fist on the table if it's something that absolutely needs to get done. But be open to decisions. Sometimes somebody else has got a better idea. Doggone it. Or you can collaborate ideas together into something that's even better. Collaborate. Collaborate. Oh, what kind of collaboration was this? It wasn't as good as I thought. And that's depressing. Um, Gerson Rosas was talking about how things were kind of going at the time when there were some frustrations. He says, or said in past tense... Wait. A minute. Yeah, he was denying the um, part of me. I'm going to back up a little bit. So basically, when uh, the unknown source said, "Well, yeah, obviously, secret source said, too many people are unhappy in the organization." Uh, again, they said. I'll just reiterate. There's no way we can survive if we keep going like this. One person said at the time. Too many people are unhappy, and then while they were working on the story, Krasinski and Shams, probably mostly Krasinski, but Shams too, Uh, the athletic brought these concerns to Rosas, who vehemently disputed them. He denied that there were any overwhelming problems with the culture of the front office and said he worked hard to foster an environment of collaboration and diversity. Sure you did. Sure you did. Uh, Gerson said, there's going to be some growing pains. There's going to be some challenges. There's going to be some misdirection we have to address. Rosa said several weeks ago, I put our program and our group next to anybody's. Once the results show, they will understand the work that went into it and the decisions that had to be made. That's what we're working towards. Okay, I mean, I got that. Um, well, great graphic in Anthony Edwards. I will admit that. Uh, the Jared Culver move, I'm sure that drew a little bit of uh, disagreements and frustrations. And, you know, I mean, obviously Patrick Beverly, getting Patrick Beverly when you traded a... Uh, uh, Traded away Jared Culver and Juancho uh, Hernan Gomez. Again, six, sixth overall pick. You're hoping for something good, maybe even like like a second or third best player on your team, if not a great player, with a sixth overall pick. And he ends up being somebody that's like maybe your 12 man practically, and you end up just kind of throwing him away. And you know, in the combination of uh, with another guy who's just kind of a rotational guy at best. Or a 33-year-old point guard who's tough and gritty, but he's 33 years old. You know, grand scheme of things. Good trade in terms of, yes, we got better immediately, but when you sit down and really analyze what took place, it's like, what the hell, man? What the hell was that? He's somebody you traded up for. You know, you traded up to get that pick anyway, hoping and banking that Garland would be there. And guess what? Garland wasn't there. Nice uh, collaboration, I guess. Right? That's like, at least you collaborated to get the sixth pick, but uh, you didn't weigh the risks of the situation. I'd say wait on that damn trade, <laughs> which a lot of GMs do. The trade's there if the guy you want is there. Then, then okay. Guess what? We're canceling the trade. You know, like that's what that's what a lot of GMs do, don't they? It's kind of there that the trade goes through if the guy you want is there. Otherwise, no. Okay, we're gonna have to move on. Um, you cancel the trade before you make it. You don't panic and jump on it saying, oh, yeah, he's going to be there. And if he isn't, okay, okay, we'll take our chance with someone else. You know, we'll, we'll get somebody good there. You didn't get somebody good there. At the end of the day, you traded him and somebody else and somebody else who's not that great either. But uh, for a 33-year-old, really solid, tough point guard. Again, I don't hate Patrick Beverly at all. But still, it doesn't look good. Just little things... That, like that that are not little things actually. Uh, what was the other there's another quote somewhere as we slide around, slide around. Um, one person who had no who said they had no qualms without Rosa's lead and thought there was a collaborative environment did say the overall vibe in the front office was tense. Some of that, he believed, was due to the disenchantment of other members of the staff, but he also believed the pandemic played a role. Ugh, come on now. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, The quote from that person was, It is not a root cause, but it's an accelerant, the source said in August, just before the staff left for vacation. It's not the spark that lit the flame, but it's something that makes the flame burn hotter. We haven't had a day off in basically two years. Oof excuse me that's pretty rough another source rosas was the cause of mips haps and pulled his promises mm-hmm. yeah okay yep here's another one just this offseason rosas reneged during negotiations with restricted free agent jordan mclaughlin and misled him about his role according to a source directly in the talks yeah i mean that was kind of a strange situation as well Honestly, I would never tell Jordan McLaughlin he's going to be uh, like the the number two point guard on a team. And there's no way he's going to be on this team right now. Uh, Jordan McLaughlin is just too limited of a player for me to tell him that. I wouldn't tell him, go to hell, you're you're terrible. But I also wouldn't guarantee him anything. So that's kind of messed up. Unfortunately, that kind of garbage happens everywhere all the time. Unfortunately. But I think I got most of the quotes that I wanted to get to here. Uh... Man, it's, it's too bad. I'm trying to see if there's any other like interesting quotes. Here's another source. The decision was made for performance reasons. One high-ranking Kimberwolves source said. Interesting. This decision was made for performance reasons. Well, there is a dirty rumor floating around Twitter, which I'll get to as I head into the fan interaction segment here, because I better get moving. Uh, this is a you know, kind of burning the midnight oil. Not quite midnight, but it's getting there. On the eve of September 22nd, 2021, here, the firing of Gerson Rosas, and we get to go back and move around. At T-Wolves EX. At T-Wolves EX is the... uh, the Twitter account. Let's see. That's interesting. Huh, huh, huh. Okay, yeah, this wasn't... Yeah, wow, that really wasn't a long time ago, was it? Nick Timas, again, out of Australia, of course. I don't think I read this. I don't remember. Nope, I don't think I did. Yeah, I guess I... uh, I think I did. I said hopefully now... Okay. Hopefully next time I do the show, I will get it right. Thanks so much for listening and enjoying it. I'm glad... I'm not the only person that thought those Pistons jerseys were awful. Yeah, the turquoise ones were terrible. He said, lastly, OMG. Yes, you are so right about the turquoise uniforms. The Pistons used to wear were putrid. Um, he was saying the, awesome, the show was awesome as always, and I'm sorry, mate, but no, you didn't get the Giannis, apparently. Giannis on either attempt. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah I screwed up again. Giannis. God. Oh, my God. I'm never going to get it right. Giannis. Okay, okay, Giannis doggone it <laughs> and yep usa proved me wrong thought they might yeah about choking and all that and uh nick teamis responds with haha ah who cares if you do i was just teasing you and yeah those uniforms always stuck out to me it's so ugly unfortunately when i think of grand hill that's what i see same here i oh, i never clicked like i apologize I, I can i tell you something can i say something straight out here until he played a lesser role with the Phoenix Suns, I never liked Grant Hill. I always thought he was overrated. Always. He'd put up nice numbers. He had some big years. But it just always seemed like there was something missing from that guy. Uh, and those Jordan comparisons give me a bleeping break. I mean, nobody's Jordan. You know, LeBron's kind of his own thing. He's kind of a Magic Johnson Jordan, kind of. He's kind of like a hybrid of those two. But, uh, yeah, he's—he's. He's, I'd say he's more similar to Magic Johnson than uh, Jordan. Michael Jordan is the ultimate killer. I love what Nick Timus said. And, uh, now is it, now is it Yik Teemus or, uh, Ick Okay, I'm just kidding. I'm just making fun of how they, uh, you know, like all these names have these unique, uh, I'm not following Shams, what the hell? But I think he's more of a national guy, who are obviously, uh, Mr. Krasinski's local. Yep, and he does a hell of a job. I love John Krasinski. Uh, but uh, Nick Timus was saying Tom Gugliotta was so underrated. Really great player. That's another one where there's a possible silence in the name. I was told years ago from one of my brother's friends in the Italian, you know, like in Italian, it would be Tom Gugliotta. Not Tom Gugliata. Tom Gugliotta. What do you think of that one, Nick Timmis and others out there? Crazy, isn't it? It sounds realistic, though, with uh, Italian. It sounds Italian accent-ish when you say Italian accent-ish. Gugliotta. Tom Gugliotta. Instead of Gugliata. Random thoughts. Here we go. September 10th. Isaiah Jr. JR. Ryder from Tom Gugliotta with a very athletic uh, dunk off of the alley-oop pass. Gugliotta released the ball slightly above the three-point line. J.R. Ryder took off... Well, he was attacking from about the elbow. Took off, let's say... Uh, he wasn't that far out. But just the way he got up and put that thing down, I can imagine... Kevin Harlan saying fly high, fly high, ry- uh, rider. I forget how he said it. You were clear for landing. It was something like that. That's how he used to say it. I saw man fly. Yeah, man, Kevin Harlan was the greatest. When he left, the criminals are never the same. On September the 11th, Nick Demas was saying, yeah, I'd forgotten about that. Or maybe didn't even know. That sucks. Uh, what was I talking about? Uh, yes. I was saying, yeah, when he was saying Tom Gugliotta was so underrated, really great player, I said he really was. It was heartbreaking to see him leave, especially when we find out years later he wanted to come back, but that stupid Joe Smith deal was already completed, you know, the one that was illegal. Uh, That was about as bad a day as there will ever be in franchise history when you look at that big picture, because obviously Marbury was going to leave anyway, because Marbury's a jackass, and Tom Gugliotta was leaving because Marbury was a jackass. So if we could have, you know, he was willing to maybe wait things out. Maybe he knew something and he was like thinking, maybe I'm just overreacting. This is a wonderful, you know, situation with Garnett and some of the others. Maybe a trade Marbury away and get Sam Castell instead of Terrell Brandon. Yeah, maybe you still might have a spectacular uh, run there. And the, the injury as well. Remember when, um, I can't remember the guy's name. I keep forgetting the player, role player for the Suns. Point guard that drove to the basket and his Big, big, uh, shaved head went right into his knee. And, uh, he had a Dante Culpepper, like, knee after that. It was just heartbreaking. Um, like, the whole damn thing was, like, ruined. It was just so heartbreaking. He was never the same again. Chris Carr, huh? Chris Carr? Oh, yeah! That was the other one. Chris Carr. Yeah, Brandon Hoops, which is our good friend, Reese Padretti out of Brisbane, Australia. Chris Carr with an athletic dunk as well. Not as good as they are, but definitely a hell of a dunker. Uh, should be. So there's nothing Gerson related in the Twitter account, but on Facebook, it got a little bit going. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. And feel free to keep commenting. Those of you out there that might think, oh, now I'm too late. No, you can comment all you want. Unfortunately, I'm getting the Facebook deal where it just kind of flashes and nothing's there. It's really annoying. I mean really annoying. If I have to, I'll go to the application instead. Okay. Yep, Jared Vanderbilt was. Uh, and Jordan McLaughlin were uh, signed on three-year deals. I forgot to mention that. Definitely cool, and I also had a pretty cool image. It's been out there where it's the moon going through a hoop. Pretty cool as you time it properly. The moon is going right through a basketball hoop as they timed it properly and were patient. I was saying a place I to will treasure forever. It's the basketball court where I basically learned how to shoot the, my elbow shots years and years and years ago back in the 90s. Of course, the early 90s. No comments on the recent episode release. And I do believe Vince Germano today and Levi retweeted the show on Twitter, but I didn't see it for some reason. I don't know if I didn't go back far enough or what the heck happened, but it's like for some, there it is, yeah, it is Tanay, Vince and Levi, Tanay and Levi from New Zealand Vince Germano from Australia thank you guys so much, looks like Malcolm McSween also liked it from California he's of Purple Mafia fame as well, pretty cool, I mean isn't that the coolest thing Uh, I really appreciate those of you that listen to multiple shows uh, that I I do, like Purple Mafia, Brave the Wild Timberwolves Explosion really appreciate you guys there's even freedom of thought, but a big junk chunk of you probably won't like that one, but it is what it is, where it's like a different chunk of people, I guess, because it's uh, not, as, not as sporty, although I will bring up sports at times, but you know, maybe from a different point of view. Okay, I better stop. So, yep, again, Jared Vanderbilt. I believe only 300000 is guaranteed in the third year, but still, decent contract, I think, for Jared Vanderbilt. I want to kind of pull up the whole salary thing. I might as well uh, I apologize for not having this up a little better here. I'm glad he was. Uh, I'm, I'm glad they were both signed. McLaughlin not as much. Definitely coming his direction. Where is that Vanderbilt? Yep. So this year cap hit of four million dollars. Next well four million with fifty thousand <laughs> Vandy. Uh, four point three seven four in 2022-23 for Vandy and then four point seven basically just two thousand under four point seven in the third year but apparently only 300,000 of that is guaranteed but I would hope Jared Vanderbilt will stick around and be able to keep that Jordan McLaughlin 2 million this year 2.16 the next and 2 3 2.32 pardon me in the third year Jordan McLaughlin so we'll see what happens there uh pa- Patrick Beverly 14 million We here had to throw that in He's in the final year of his contract. Torian Prince and even $13 million, final year of his contract, which sums up to about $17 million coming off the books with those two guys, should we head in that direction. Leandro Balmero, only one year. I thought it would be more than one, but 2.353. Leandro Balmero has signed with the Wolves. Not sure what's happening there. I thought it would be more. Matt Lewis, Isaiah Miller, Nathan Knight, McKinley Wright. Don't you love all that rhymes? Oh, Chris Silva, not Carlos Silva, the former Twins pitcher. Brian Bowen all guys kind of trying to try out with the Wolves. We'll see what happens there. Definitely good luck to them. Josh Akogi team option going forward. Anthony Edwards it is what it is. Well, uh, hoping, hoping uh, obviously, I don't know why I'm talking about Anthony Edwards' salary. He's making $10 million. Wow, number one pick in the draft. Just a rookie contract. Over $10 million. Wow. Wow, that's funny. But, hey, he is what he is, isn't he? Interestingly enough, if you want to move on from D'Angelo Russell, I've got a ton of cap space. $31 million coming off the books after next year, which is funny. Yeah, we'll leave that alone. I don't think you'd want to just give him up for nothing there. Wow, that's interesting to see. We'll leave that alone. It's nothing sick. It's just interesting to see, I guess. Um, hear what people had to say about uh, the deals. Tanae Brown says, I like Vanderbilt's deal. I think we could trade that quite easily if something came up yeah yeah only about four million plus hamish mckinsey says you know mistakes they made though cat or pat bev look at you look at you hamish hamish mckinsey out of also out of new zealand cool cool thank you guys for that nine comments i like that i like what i'm seeing here gonna be interesting nine comments on the guru sun rosas news and we'll wrap this sucker up so I was talking about it makes no sense. What a dysfunctional organization! Unless they have something spectacular on the way. Okay, nobody retweeted or even commented on what I put on Twitter. Must have been quiet. This is what it is. Ah, uh, the hill rat. Now we'll see if there's anything to this. The hill rat tweeted out him. Uh, he, being gerson Rosas, was having an affair with his personal assistant. Mark Laurie interviewed everyone and found out Gupta walked in on him doing the deed. Doing the deed. Also, he didn't work well with anyone and everyone hated how he went along making decisions. Went alone making decisions. Yeah, like that's my decision. Back off. This is probably from Mark Laurie. Yep, the one that uh, ultimately fired Gerson. So the hill rat. Very, very interesting there. What the hell? Small business owner, part-time political commentator, barbecue lover knows more about sports than you do. Well, well, we'll see what happens. Uh, I've heard that, and of course, uh, you could tell he was kind of hint- uh, Krasinski when he was on Barreiro, was kind of hinting that there's some other thing out there. We got to dig dig more to find out about that first. So obviously, it's like a rumor, basically at this point. Dane Moore says amidst the loud rumblings that have been out there. About the Timberwolves' parting ways of Rose Rosas, I have never once got the sense that Chris Finch's job is at all in Jeopardy, so I'm happy about that. Good to know, Dane. Shams Charnia says, or they just call him Shams. Shams. <laughs> the Timberwolves are promoting VP Sachin Gupta as the new head of basketball operations. Sources tell me and Johnny K. Gupta becomes the first person of Indian origin to run a basketball organization. Cool, cool. Thank you, Shams. The Hill Rat. Hmm. He knows more, more about sports than I do. Huh. Well, that's good to know. <clears throat> Kyle Fisher, I believe he's local. He, uh, Rochester Community College, that would be like, yep, yep, that's Rochester, Minnesota. Kyle Fisher, local, well, kind of locally. Rochester, Minnesota says, what a joke. Levi Brown says, didn't see that one coming. Tene Brown says, reports coming out don't look good for Rosa. Sounds like he's as good as gone. Well, it's it's good he's gone, pardon me. Yeah, it does sound like that too. Rumor has it, they might be targeting Elton Brand. Yep, that's what I'm hearing as well. And I was saying I heard it also. Vince Germano was uh, covering his face, actually, like, you've got to be kidding. Like, nope, he doesn't like that idea. Vince Germano says, What is going on? That was obviously the first the first thing he tweeted or a message like what is going on. Dan May, also out of Australia, says, Car! Just like uh, Captain Kirk did in a Star Trek 2 movie, basically, the Wrath of Khan. Khan, uh, of course, that was more by uh, that was more of a Wayne Hunt version of it. Bring Khan back. No, they have made so many mistakes. This organization at uh, vetting certain people. Barrera was talking about that as well. They've done such a terrible job vetting people when they hire them that it's just been mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake. mistake. And apparently it's, uh, was it, nine different head of basketball organizations in the last 13 years, uh, mentioned by Phil Mackey, locally, Score North, Mackey and Judd. Uh, And uh, obviously a portion of those were like interim type people. Like, uh, why am I for Scott Layden? Obviously was only that for a short time when uh tom thibodeau was fired uh and then they brought in uh rosas of course uh Mild Newton was a was a was an interim yeah it, it's too bad maybe Mild Newton should have gotten a better shot at it and then keep sam mitchell maybe that would have been a, a simpler better way to go wouldn't have obviously there's just always a way to piss off kevin garnett though you could just say hi and he'll and he'll hate you forever that's the one thing that's a bummer um that's the one thing. I mean, you can't even win, pretty much. <laughs> yep, yeah, you'll piss off Garnett no matter what you do. I give up. Hi, Kevin Garnett. Oh, I hate you. I'm never talking to you again because he said hi to me without saying, oh, Lord, Garnett, I'm, I, I worship you at your feet. <laughs> That's about how I feel about that. Apologize if that sounds a little bit condescending or rude to other Timberwolves fans out there, but uh, I guess it is what it is. So with that said, your president of basketball operations for now, maybe he's just like an elevated VP, basically, but he was already in a very high position. Is Sasha Gupta? We'll see what happens. Uh, Chris Finch is safe for now. I'm very happy to hear that. As for the Ben Simmons trade, a lot of people believe that kind of shuts things down, but not necessarily. I mean, you got the king of the trade machine running the organization, so we'll see. Let's let's see what happens. Let's see let's see what happens if wow uh, we can get things going there. So. Ah, we'll see. I'm, you know, I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of hard to say what to think. I got a feeling about something here. I got a pit in my stomach. Uh, I really do. I've got a pit in my, okay, it is Sachin Gupta. I wanted to make absolutely damn sure that it was Sachin Gupta. I was like, wait a minute, what if it's somebody else? And I'm saying this incorrectly, Uh, but nope, it was him. So, good. I just wanted to be sure that wasn't somebody else in the organization. I thought it was him, but I just had a pit in my stomach. I don't want to mess that up. Always verify. With that said, you get the idea. Please uh, tell your friends about the show if you could. Also, download that VIGIT application, V-I-G-I-T, two separate words, V-I-G-IT. Social media for sports betters. You can post about your picks, see what others are saying about games. Viget betting leagues a month-long betting competition to see who is the best sports better over the course of a month. Free to play sports book, bet free coins, win real prizes. Betting stats. There is great information available on like Lifeline, where the public is betting. So and again, they're not. You're not wagering real money. It's kind of like fantasy betting. You compete against others, your friends, your colleagues, whatever the heck it is. Maybe you open up a work pool or something on there. And compete against each other, especially as we get into football season and now hockey and basketball. Everything's going to pick up. It's going to be so much fun. Baseball playoffs, of course, you got Major League Baseball playoffs coming up. Go Brewers. Go San Francisco Giants. Go Tampa Bay Rays. Just not the Yankees, please. Not the Dodgers. Not the Yankees. Not the Dodgers, please, please. I no, no more Dodgers. No more Yankees. I'm 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 done. Okay. Maybe somebody might say the same about the Red Sox. I don't blame you for that. I'd rather see the Rays probably win. At this point, uh, if it's an American League club, I wouldn't mind seeing Toronto win, as long as Roberto Alomar is not around anymore, which I'm very glad about that. I hated that guy. Uh, But, uh, yeah, I hate too many people. I disliked Roberto Alomar. Disliked, disdained him. Despised Roberto Alomar. (laughs) Anybody that's just going to spit in your face because you have a disagreement, that's a pretty big jackass right there. So hard to cheer for someone like that. Uh, if you get on the show with audio submission, it'd be greatly appreciated. It'd be so much fun to hear from you. Like Taney's done it in the past, love to hear it again. Vince Germano, Wayne Hunt, Stu Benson, Taney Brown, Levi Brown, um, Nick Timus. Hey, Nick Timus, jump on board, man. I'm, I'd love to hear from you. Reese Padretti, Pumpa, Brisbane Aussie. Um, would be awesome. So, the way you go about doing that is open the free voice recording application on any smart device on the planet. Press record. Speak. Speaketh thy thoughts. Speaketh thy thoughts as best you can. Just don't tell me about the times, you know. Okay, I'm not even going to get there. Try to keep it basketball related, but I think 99% of the time you guys do a fantastic job of that. If not 100 other shows out there and all over the place, they talk about other things I don't want to hear about. I just don't. Uh, <laughs> it's not interesting. It's not sick. It's just not interesting. Um, so that's pretty much how you do that. I would then convert. Yeah, you'd email it to paladino live at yahoo.com. I would then convert it into an mp3 file thanks to Zumsar.com. Thank you for that website. Awesome job, guys, for that. And please write a positive rating on, on Apple Podcasts. Audible or Stitcher would be greatly, greatly appreciated. Those of you that have done it already, thank you so much. Those of you that have done it uh, haven't, but you love the show, please help me out. It's greatly appreciated. I'm not asking for money or anything yet. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Tell about the show that way. Tell your friends. And uh, that's about it. With that said, we'll take a quick break. I guess the next show will be the season preview in the next few weeks here. We'll talk about uh, basically preview the roster, it's just weird. It's weird, isn't it? I didn't think I was gonna have a special show like this, but I did. Uh, we're gonna talk about uh, again what took. We're gonna to talk about the uh, the roster, the future of the team, how they're gonna do the record, and then the next segment: predictions of the whole league, including us. The playoffs, no playoffs. Blah blah blah. Conference finalists, NBA champs. Blah. blah I mean, NBA finalists and NBA champ. And then, of course, third segment will be your guys' picks for this and that. And, of course, fantasy, or excuse me, uh, fan interaction, as we like to call it. Until next time, take care and, whoa, well, go get him, Sachin Gupta, because it's your team now.